Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's a stallion, I am the enforcer, and this week we are knee deep, three knuckles deep, as the kids might say, in WrestleMania week. It is... (laughs) Dude, why do you... You look. <laughs> it's uh, for the for those interested, it's Friday, right? Friday at eleven a.m. I got uh, Game Changer Wrestling, the collective, on in the background, uh, featuring Alley Cat's Hot Girl Shit, and uh, it's AK versus Jordan Grace right now. Joe uh, the Stallion was just lamenting that he's stuck working these two days, and I get to watch a ton of wrestling. Man, I'm really sorry. I mean, you should be, but that's fine. Uh, no, I mean, listen, I know we're we're taking you away from the uh, Jordan Grace and Allison K match that you wanted to watch. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to take up any more of your time, you know, than we need to. I know the audience probably feels the same way. So, you know, no, I mean, it's just like out of all the matches to open a show, I wouldn't do that. And it's not like I could watch it on Peacock where I could just pause it. Oh wait. I couldn't do that. Well, as I said, we're knee deep in WrestleMania week. We just finished two nights of takeover, AEW, uh, IWTV um, showcase of the independence is going on this week. Game changer wrestling, the collective. There is so much wrestling, but what better time to talk about the granddaddy of, of them all, WrestleMania thirty seven. WrestleMania thirty seven. They're all the same after WrestleMania six, anyway. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, WrestleMania 37 is a two-night extravaganza, Saturday night and Sunday night on the Cock Network, on Peacock. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Such a crazy change for the WWE on WrestleMania week. I don't know if I would have done it then, Joe. And then right after WrestleMania, you get Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull session. So it's going to be... uh, 
it's going to be an interesting weekend, man. I'm looking forward to some of it, but I think breaking it up over two nights is the best course of action. So we're not getting like a seven hour WrestleMania 31 or 32 again. So good on them for doing that. And I'm so interested to see how it works with the fans back. Yeah. I mean, that should be uh, a nice change of pace for the first time in over a year. They're going to have uh, fans in the building. Uh, it's actually outdoors at uh, Raymond James stadium in Tampa, Florida, uh, the word is they're going to have about 25,000 people or so each night. Uh, so it'll at least feel kind of like a regular show. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be, listen, it'll be the first time that we haven't had to see the Thunderdome in you know a long time. So I think uh, a lot of people, myself included, and I'm sure the wrestlers are looking forward to that also. Yeah, I'm not. The Thunderdome is, it's not doing it for me. I, I, I thought there were going to be fans there mistakenly, I guess, at NXT. I know there were some, but I didn't know they were doing it at the Capitol Wrestling Center. I thought they were going to maybe take advantage of the fact that they're going to have some fans in the in uh, the area. But regardless, I'm here for it. I'm here for WrestleMania week, and I know you're uh, you're working right now. My man is on the clock. He's multitasking. So let's get started. All right, here we go. So night one on uh, Saturday, April 10th, eight o'clock, as you mentioned on Peacock, there are seven matches uh, each night. <laughs> Just thinking. They, they could do really good branding, and they could say 8 o'clock on the cock. You should uh, you should tweet that. Tweet that out to somebody. Yeah, there you go. All right. So let's start with the recently added uh, women's tag team turmoil match to night one. We have, so far, uh, Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina. Um, there is some talk of Carmella teaming with someone being added, but I'm not really sure. But the whole gist of this match is that the winner of Tag Team Turmoil on night one goes on to face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team titles on night two. Huh. Um, the Riot Squad, because they're the only team, I think, right? Like, they're the only one that actually is uh, I'm just going to go with Lana and Naomi. I feel like they've uh, done some things on Raw. And uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose really have not fared well. And Natalia and Tamina, I mean, that's not really this bad. So I'm going to go with Lana and Naomi to, uh, to win on night one. Next up, we have a singles match from the SmackDown brand. It is Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Cesaro has been turning it on as of late on SmackDown. I know he had a pretty good feud with Seth Rollins. I think it would behoove Seth Rollins to put over Cesaro at WrestleMania, give him his WrestleMania moment, hopefully get him a title picture. So I'm going to go with Cesaro here, get the win. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to get the win here. I, I think that, I mean, listen, it would be nice if they decided to push Cesaro further, but we've been down this road many times before with Cesaro and a singles push, and it has never gotten far enough where he's made it to that, you know, that upper tier level. So, given that he's right around the age of 40 at this time, and I'm sure that Vince still feels he can't, you know, cut a good promo or whatever, I think it's probably just on the card here for a good match and to uh, maybe bolster Seth Rollins' stock a little bit as maybe they shoot him up the card again after Mania. So I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to get this one. Um, next, we have a steel cage match 
inside a 15-foot-high solid steel cage is Braun Strowman against Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon with nowhere to run, apparently, now against Braun Strowman on Saturday night. Strowman wins. I really feel the enthusiasm coming through the microphone uh, for this for this uh, first night here so far. I, uh, I'm also going to go with Braun Strowman. I think if, if there was any point to this feud at all, it should be to give Braun Strowman another victory here at WrestleMania. Last year's WrestleMania, he defeated uh, Bill Goldberg for the uh, Universal title. So he is uh, fighting. Yes. Wow. I. <laughs> That's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> I have no recollection of that whatsoever. So, cool. Good for him, man. And you know what? He'll get payback on everybody that's ever been called stupid ever and the bullies of the world, like the Shane McMahon. I just hope we see the Main Street Posse come back. I think like that'll add a lot to the Braun Strowman fighting on behalf of myself and all the other stupid people out there in the world. So, uh, next up, we have a tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. The New Day of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods will be defending against AJ Styles and Omos. Why don't you take this one first? I'm going to go with AJ Styles and Omos, right? Uh, New Day has, I think, had the titles like 10 times. Um, they can always give it back to them. You know, if they decide to you know, go that route. Styles has lost singles matches to both Kofi and Xavier Woods along the way here. Uh, they also lost a uh, game night on Raw, including games like Pictionary and Charades. So I think it's the time. I think it really this match is going to be a showcase for uh, Omos in his first official match on the main roster. And I think that Styles and, and Omos are going to win the tag team titles. I know there was a lot of uh, hubbub about Omas not being very good, right, or being very green, and people kind of worried about that. So I would assume there's plenty of ways to do this, like like um, Zeus and Macho Man, right? Like that could be. There there are plenty of ways to camouflage it. Have AJ take the whole match and Omas come in, do some big power moves, get the hot tag. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with it. I think it's cool, uh, and I will agree with you and say AJ and Omas. Here we go. Next up, we have another tag team match. It is the team of The Miz and John Morrison going up against Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Your boy DP is uh, on the card. So, um, who do you like in this match, uh, Mike? It's a special attraction, grudge match, simmering feud. What do you got? I got the, the bunny guy, the furry. Uh, I'm glad it's not a, a singles match like everybody was expecting up until this week. I think it was going to be a singles match, and we don't need that. So, sure. Uh, I think uh, the, the, the bunny dude, the, the Energizer Bunny, man. him and Priest are going to get that much-needed win. It's really going to put them right at that main event level. So, yeah, that's who wins. That's what we need. Yeah, I'm also going to uh, put all my chips to the center of the table on this one for uh, any, any bets that I put in over the weekend. And I'm going to go with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest as well. I, can, I don't see any reason to have Bad Bunny involvement if he's not going to win this match and get some mainstream media attention for the company. So I'm going to go with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Uh, two matches left on night one. 
the SmackDown Women's Championship is Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair. She, Bianca Belair, that is, had won the Women's Royal Rumble back in January and selected Sasha Banks as her champion of choosing to face at WrestleMania. Uh, they've kind of had this, you know, are they friends, are they not friends type relationship i guess over the last two months plus leading into this match but so of course you know the idea is that bianca belair is going for the smackdown women's championship so um who do you have in this one i think it's going to be that time where they finally push belair to the next level and give her the duke here uh, i think the feud has been not good i don't think we needed the whole tag match and all the stuff that they do consistently with two singles competitors who are in a budding feud, put them in a tag match, give them a tag title shot, it doesn't work, and they feud after that. We've seen it with, and now, Asuka and Rhea, we've seen it with Cole, we've seen it with uh, Riley, like, we, we've seen it everywhere the last probably four months, even back to Charlotte and Asuka. It's like, it's what they have, it's all they can go to. Um, this didn't need it, they're two beyond capable competitors. And Bianca Belair, um, everybody seems to think she's ready for the next level. So why not? If Sasha can afford a loss, it's not going to hurt her. So I think Bianca Belair wins the title. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, it's you know the right thing to do or the thing that makes the most sense is to put Bianca Belair over here at WrestleMania, give her a big win, and give her an opportunity to run with the title and see what she can do with it on uh, on SmackDown. You know, SmackDown still has several other female competitors like Sasha, um, Bailey is still there, so there's a lot of things they can do, and I think that giving Belair the opportunity is the right call, so I agree that she will take the SmackDown Women's Championship on night one. And then finally, we have the WWE Championship match on night one. It is Bobby Lashley, formerly of the Hurt Business, uh, defending against Drew McIntyre, the former champion who uh, held the belt for most of the last year. Uh, before dropping it most recently to The Miz via the Money in the Bank cash-in, and then Lashley defeated The Miz about a week later on uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw. So I think uh, this one for me, you know, I don't know how the card's going to shake out, if this is going to open the show, if it's going to main event the show, or where it's going to land. But I think that uh, really they should have Drew McIntyre win this. I know Lashley's been doing a very good job as, as champion, and they can probably stretch this feud out. But to me... You know, WrestleMania in front of 25,000 fans. You know, Drew did not get to uh, win the championship at last year's WrestleMania in front of fans. It was an empty arena. You know, it was the moment that everyone talks about, right? Yeah, you know, and that, and that, that title match from last year was only a few minutes long, right? He beat Brock. It was one of those, you know, finisher, finisher, finisher type matches. Um, and Goldberg and Strowman had the same type of match. You know, it was only a few minutes long. So I think this would be a good opportunity for these guys to have a solid... You know, 15, 20, you know, 25-minute match and uh, let Drew go over and uh, take the title back. So I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Hunter's all in on Drew McIntyre. There we go. Well, actually, Hunter's really pissed off they broke up the Hurt Business. Uh, I think everybody is uh, that. Bless you. One more time. He's going to sing again. I can tell. Come on. No, we're good. Yeah, the, uh, every echo every single thing you said drew deserves that win in front of people and i know they're planning something special for like a, an intro like for the first intro so i would be surprised like we had talked about earlier if this opens up the card um no reason not to give it on drew lashley's done a great job you know give it to drew lashley he's done good mvp is so good her business was great there was no reason to break them up they were just really getting their legs underneath them. but 
yeah, uh, Drew wins the title, gets his moment, and then continues his reign of destruction. There you go. All right, and that's it for night one. We go over to night two, which is Sunday, April 11th, 8 p.m. on Peacock, as you noted. Seven matches on night two as well, and we'll start in the same place. So we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the Women's Tag Team Championships against the winner of Tag Team Turmoil. Um, for you, I believe it's the Riot Squad, and for me, it is Naomi and Lana. It's good booking on your part because you have that Lana aspect to uh, Shania. Oh, Shania. That's, a, that, that's their power company, Shania. Uh, Shania wins for me. I don't know if anybody's going to beat them, which is pretty rough because having to see them wrestle is not not good. So I, I think Shania keeps the titles here. I'm going to go with Naomi and Lana. I think that, like you said, Jackson Baszler have had the titles for a lot of for a long while. You know, I think they dropped it maybe here and there, but and they could always take it back. But I think just for the sake of a WrestleMania moment, maybe they'll actually finally give Lana. Um, you know, a nice, a nice moment at WrestleMania and have her win a title. So I'm going to go with uh, Naomi and Lana there. Uh, next, we have a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. It is Riddle versus Sheamus for the uh, U.S. Championship. Sheamus will win. Uh, Sheamus is going to win because Sheamus deserves it. Because Sheamus has been that dude that has, I don't want to carry WWE. You put him in there with uh, Drew McIntyre for like 30 out of the last 35 matches and the dude has delivered Sheamus has been a star of the, uh, the non-crowd era and I think you, you you give him his due by giving him a win over Riddle here Riddle does not perform him sorry sorry to be that guy but I'm out on Riddle and I'm in on Sheamus as the new champion I'm gonna go with Riddle I think I mean, listen, I don't know what they're going to do, right? They, they don't make the, necessarily the right decisions all the time in these matches, but um, I know Sheamus beat Riddle in a singles match on Raw a couple weeks ago. Oh. That's how, he, how he, he earned this match. Yeah. And I just think, you know, they should, keep it, they should keep it on Riddle. If they find Riddle entertaining, which it seems like they kind of do, then continuing to feature him in this role for a little while longer is probably the right idea. And Sheamus can always go off and do you know, anything else that they really want him to at this point, at this stage, since he's you know, into his 40s. So I'm going to go with Riddle to retain the uh, United States Championship. Next, we have a singles match, just straight-up singles match. It is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. I don't know what a Logan Paul is, um, honestly, I don't know who he is. I know there was some beef because they WWE sent a private plane or a private jet to pick this dude up. And then Leo Rush commented, and he's like, but you're going to lay people off during COVID, though. So it's like it's a little interesting. I honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. I, I don't know who he is. Um, I know he, he does YouTube stuff, apparently. Does he wrestle? Is he like an athlete? Show you know? I don't I don't. I don't know. I, I just YouTube sensation, I believe, is all I've gotten out of Logan Paul to this point. And you think he got woven into this storyline because of the uh, Sami Zayn documentary that he had been uh, producing. So, um, I mean, uh, two girls, one cup was an internet sensation, too. So what do we say about uh, Logan Paul? That being said, I have hopes for this match because uh sammy zane and kevin owens can't have a bad match i can't remember the last time sammy zane had like a, had a competitive match and actually won anything so i'm gonna say sammy zane gets the win here with some help from logan paul yeah i don't know i i think that's that's kind of where it makes me lean towards um kevin owens because sammy zane most of the matches he's been in have been 
not long and he's lost a lot uh, so i would to turn i mean they could do whatever they want they might turn around and have a 15 minute classic here at wrestlemania i assume this is just the company's way of saying all right we're gonna let kevin owens and Sami Zayn have wrestlemania match against each other that's what they're, that's what my assumption is and the whole you know documentary and logan paul stuff is just you know dressing on the on the salad i guess so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with kevin owens because i just he just he should so there you go uh for the intercontinental championship uh, in a nigerian drum fight big e versus apollo cruz i it's funny i heard big e unbusted open and bully ray cut him off he's like e he's like, i gotta ask you something he's like can you tell me what the rules are in a nigerian drum fight and big e goes Bully, you know damn well we don't know what the hell the rules are in Nigerian drum fight. So none of us have any idea what's going to happen in Smash. Uh, I would assume Apollo Cruz wins because it's his match, his stipulation, and it's a great colleague losing in that uh, Punjabi Prison of Doom match. Did he lose that one? I think, I think he has. I'm going to go with Apollo Cruz just or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews also. I, I, I would not. I would prefer Big E remain the champion and continue to have a long reign with the Intercontinental Championship. But I, I don't know. I mean, he beat Apollo Crews at Fastlane, uh, so I mean, I, I could see them putting it on Crews uh, with his new gimmick um, and accent. So I'll say that the uh, Apollo Crews would be the new Intercontinental. Three matches to go. I know this is the one that you are most looking forward to. It is the Fiend versus randy orton in a singles match i guess yeah. i don't see any stipulations so i don't know if like fire um is allowed i guess not i guess that would be will a disqualification there, will there be maggots in the ring? i mean you, you never know man we didn't know last time that it was going to happen so there's all sorts of stuff that could happen we might have red lighting again we might have maggots and worms uh, projected yes. into the ring love might maggots. get lit on fire I don't know, man, but I think that's, you know, anything is possible when you've got The Fiend involved in a match. Uh, the Fiend wins. I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know, is it going to be cinematic? Is it whatever? But uh, I don't think you bring The Fiend back to lose it again. You know, the Fiend so The Fiend wins. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm going to go with The Fiend. I think, I assume that the point of this whole feud was after Randy Orton burned him that the Fiend would, would come back and get his revenge, a la The Undertaker being burned, buried alive, all those types of things that happened to him several times over the course of his career. So I'm going to go with The Fiend as well. For the Raw Women's Championship, we have Asuka defending against the uh, recently debuted on Raw, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think this is going to be the spot where you can expect Rhea Ripley to win that title in a big WrestleMania moment. She turned heel on Asuka when they were paired up in a tag match. Surprise, surprise. But um, Rhea Ripley has that it factor that everybody loves to see. Everybody thinks that Rhea Ripley is the second coming and that she's going to carry the division on her back for years to come. What better way for her to debut than to destroy Asuka at WrestleMania win the title? So I'm going with Rhea Ripley here in the match. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Rhea Ripley, and I do think the match has the potential to be very good. Um, it could be, you know, just looking at the card for night two, it could be right up there with, you know, the main event in terms of the level of, of quality work that I'm expecting um, to see from these two. And I think that putting it on Ripley is, again, it's the right decision. 
you know, Asuka had the title for a very long time. You know, Becky Lynch was the champion after WrestleMania last year. Um, she had to relinquish the title due to becoming pregnant. Asuka had won the Women's Money in the Bank match and became the Women's Champion. She briefly lost it to Sasha Banks during the course of the year, um, during the summer, and then uh, regained it back. So she's had it for the bulk of the last year. She's done a great job. But I think that this is, again, this is the same situation with Bianca Belair, that you want to put somebody that's a little bit of a fresher face over and give them an opportunity and see how Rhea Ripley can do carrying the Women's Championship on Raw for a little while. She can have, again, additional matches with Asuka, whenever Charlotte Flair comes back, if Becky Lynch comes back, there's a lot of different opportunities for her to do things with the title. So I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. And finally, the triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship on night two. It is Roman Reigns defending against Royal Rumble winner Edge and Daniel Bryan. You know, I was surprised by this Edge heel turn, but I think the more I thought, I hated it in the beginning. Then the more I thought about it, no matter who you put in there with Daniel Bryan, they're going to cheer Daniel Bryan. And you're not going to get that response for Edge that you want if you were just going to do. If it was just Roman and Edge, it's a different story. Throwing in Daniel Bryan kind of cuts the, cuts the water off from Edge. So good move, turning him heel. I don't think anybody expected it. You have two like quote-unquote mega heels now in Roman and Edge. And I think with a crowd, the right thing to do that I'm hoping they will do and I'm predicting they're going to do is put the title on Daniel Bryan, the American Dragon. I don't know if they're going to, if that's not in their plans, but I'm going to say Daniel Bryan is your new champion. Yeah, this is a, a very interesting match for all the reasons that you mentioned, and I was you know, going back and forth on figuring out who I thought was going to win. You know, when they first announced Roman versus Edge, I just assumed that Roman was going to win because, yeah, I don't think Edge is really going to be working a full-time schedule these days is different than it used to be because there's no house shows, right? But I don't know that he's going to be wrestling every single pay-per-view, every single SmackDown, or at least appearing every single week for the entire year. I don't. I didn't get the sense that that's what his comeback was all about. I, I figured it was more, you know, him coming back for a couple months at a time to have different feuds. And, but we'll see. Um, but with the course of everything that happened and the booking of Daniel Bryan in this feud and kind of you know getting opportunities the last couple of months and not being able to, um, you know, go all the way and win the championship, I think that the most the scenario that makes the most sense is that Daniel Bryan beats Edge in this match to become the Universal Champion, and then Roman can claim that he never lost the title to begin with in terms of being pinned or submitted, even though he did tap out to Daniel Bryan uh, in their match at Fastlane, but there was oh, no... There was no he wasn't happening. He was sending Morse code to Paul Oh, okay. All right. My bad. So, yeah, so I agree. I think Daniel Bryan should win this here i don't expect him if he does i don't expect him to have a long title reign but like you said to close out the show uh, two nights of shows i think the right thing to do with fan back is to have daniel bryan um win this title you know for the first time i believe it'll be the first time he becomes the universal champion um i gotta say looking at those cards it's the first time i've sat down and looked at what's on each night to me night two blows away night uh, let's see. I mean, I think if I'm just, you know, it really depends. I said that about NXT uh, TakeOver as well. And, uh... True. That's a good point. It, it went the other way. So, yeah. I think it's going to be close. You know, if I look at Night 2, 
Obviously, the main event is something that should be great. Uh, Asuka and Rhea Ripley should be great. I don't expect much from The Fiend and Randy Orton. Biggie and Apollo Crews could be okay. Owens and Zayn, I think, could be a lot better if they actually have a legit storyline behind it, but they don't. And then when you look at Night 1, Cesaro and Seth Rollins should be very good. I think the New Day match should be very good. And then Lashley, McIntyre, and Belair and Banks have potential to be very good. So it depends on how it goes. So I, I think it's it's a tough call. Um, but, I mean, listen, hopefully everything is good. And we're having a discussion next week about which night was better because all the matches were so great. Uh, but we'll, uh, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm a big fan of breaking it up over two nights, too. It's not one long monstrous show. It's easier to digest. I think NXT... I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think NXT needs two nights. Um, I think NXT could probably benefit from one night. And we could have could have cut out some of the unnecessary matches. But to me, it was like, you know, this week it was like, it wasn't two takeovers, right? It was an NXT show. And then the NXT kind of take over. They were, they were booked that way anyway. But man, I'm looking forward to it. It's WrestleMania week. Even if you're, even if like, you're like, ah, it's the same shit over and over. Or you're not excited for it. It's still WrestleMania week. The mystique is there. The fans are going to be there. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. So I'm here for it this weekend. I'm also going to be watching, um, like I said, I'm watching wrestling all fucking day, all day today, tomorrow, Sunday. I'm literally just going to be watching wrestling. Um, and we were, te- we were teasing it earlier, um, in an earlier podcast this week about my five count, my five most matches I'm excited for. And I'm not going to do that, Joe. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what card I'm most excited for that's outside of the uh, WWE and NXT. And I'm going to run down the card. And I want your thoughts on it right, right off the bat. Is that fair? Sure. Game Changer Wrestling presents The Collective this week. It's on Fight TV. Bloodsport was last night. Uh, there's so many good matches. As I mentioned, Alley Cat's Hot Girl shit is going on right now. But the card that has the matches that I am most excited for. Tonight at midnight, I will be long asleep by then, so I'm going to watch it tomorrow. It's uh, VXS Wrestling. Violence Suffering Wrestling presents Lucid Dreams tonight at 11.59. Let me tell you what's on the card. Top to bottom. Tony Deppen versus Rich Swan. Lucha Rules match. Two Cold Scorpio versus Eli Everfly. Brian Cage versus the Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson. Uh, in a Pure Rules match, AJ Gray versus Red Death Daniel Garcia. Jordan Oliver versus Jimmy Lloyd. Friend of mine, he might, I'm not going to, uh, Dr. Cube versus JTG, one half of Crime Time. And Leo Rush versus Low Key. Joe, top to bottom, you're not going to find a better independent show this week than this match than than these matches. Yeah, some of those look like they're. I mean, they sound like they should be very good on paper. I think when you look at Cage and Dickinson, and you know, um, a pure rules match, Loki and Leo Rush, it's a good uh, it's a good mix of match types, and uh, sounds like it should be an exciting show. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of death matches which aren't really necessarily in my wheelhouse this weekend. But support the smaller companies if you have independent uh, IWTV. You already have it's free. They are they have matches. Uh, there's a, events every three hours, right? So like, if you got some time, support these shows. Support the smaller shows. And the other thing I want to mention is if you're watching our show today and you're you're looking. You're looking at us and you're like, man, these two guys, they, they, they're looking more prolic. They're li- you can tell they're lifting weights. They're getting their training on. I want to tell you why. You see this? Can we see this? Legacy Sports Nutrition High Performance. This is Nick Aldis, the real world champ. I'm going to put it right there. Put it right here. I'm just going to hold it. There you go. I'm going to hold this. The real world champ, Nick Aldis, Legacy Sports Nutrition is his supplement company. And um, the test stack, test X9, um, the, he's got a fat burner. He's got uh, the pre-workout here, high performance, which I'm a big fan of. 
great, great stuff. Make sure you follow at Nick Aldis. It's not a shill. He's not paying us for it. It's product that I take that I've been swearing by. I'm on my second sack already. Uh, the pre-workout is good. It's got just enough beta alanine to give you the tingles, but not make you feel like your face is melting off. So check it out. You will like it. And maybe next week there will be a promo code. I don't know. Yeah, I'm working on it. Just a guy trying to network, Joe. So uh, without further ado, we appreciate you guys checking out this week's edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. Follow us along at All Night Long WP everywhere you social media. And before I let everybody go, Joe, you have a new venture uh, in the professional wrestling world. Why don't you tell everybody what that is and where they could find it? Well, um, I guess the two things I could mention about that are so the, uh, the site that allows us to post our YouTube content uh, for this podcast is wrestlingheadlines.com. Um, so that's where everyone should go check out their channel and their website for a lot of wrestling news, reviews, things of that nature. Uh, we'll be able to do some uh, reviews for Ring of Honor shows coming up in uh, the near future. The next time that there's a Ring of Honor pay-per-view or significant uh, event that they have, I'm not sure when they'll start touring. So we'll be able to produce live results of those shows and uh, reviews so we can share our thoughts there. And then um, Scott Keith, who is a very widely known um, wrestling journalist, has, has a blog called uh, blogofdoom.com, and he writes reviews for a lot of the major shows, mostly in the United States. So, you know, N uh, NXT, AEW, WWE. Uh, there are several other good writers on his, on his blog, Thomas Hall, Brian Bayless, several other guys that wrote review shows, and, um, or even, you know, uh, you know, historic content that you may have used to be able to find on the network. And uh, I'm going to be covering some new Japan shows for them um, on his blog of doom.com. Um, I wrote up a review for Sakura Genesis from this past weekend that was posted a couple days ago. And uh, I was, and I think there's a couple more early May, I believe it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. Don't Donkatu. Don't Otaku. Yeah. Is uh, the two shows coming up in the beginning of May that I will be uh, writing a review for. I think night two has Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi. Night one, I believe, is Hiroshi Tanahashi against Jay White. So there's some good matches coming up on those shows. And a couple weeks from now, I'll post some reviews uh, on uh, his blog there. So thanks to uh, to him and anybody who took the time to read it this past week for my Genesis review. Yeah, and as a shoot, Scott Keith is um, and Blog of Doom. It's the only website whose reviews I read. I feel like they're consistent. They're um, they're accurate. They're to the point. They don't overstay their welcome. I really like his stuff over there. So congratulations to the Stallion. There's nothing this guy can't do. Attractive writer, YouTube personality, podcast host, life pundit, man. We call him Wrestlepedia for a reason. So congrats, buddy. I'm uh, excited to read them. The first one was as self-deprecating as I would expect from you. So kudos. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Of course, everybody check it out. And again, follow us along at all night long WP. We'll be tweeting all weekend. I'll be tweeting all day, watching wrestling all day. God, I can't wait. That's it for another edition here at the all night long wrestling podcast. We are your host. He's the stallion. I'm the enforcer and we are tapping out. <laughs>